Take out your Bibles with me this morning and turn to Exodus chapter 15. Exodus chapter 15, verse 26 in your Bibles. In a few moments we'll go there. Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. As we continue with our series, We Believe. One of our core beliefs here at Lakeside Assembly of God is healing. Healing. I said healing, divine healing. I'm so thankful for the promise of divine healing within God's Word. In these 31 plus years of being your pastor, I've witnessed about everything that needs healing. I've watched some of you, some of those that have passed lose their ability to walk, talk, see, hear. I've watched the saints with their bodies racked in pain. I've watched the tears flow. I've been with you in pre-op. I've been with you before a major test or a major surgery. So has Pastor Hal. We've walked through some deep, deep waters together over these years when it comes to physical conditions, disease, injury, sickness. I've watched so many cling to the promises of God's Word as though it was an anchor, the only anchor that they can hold on to because pastoring ministry, being a Christian, would be so hopeless if we did not have Jesus who has revealed Himself not only as our Savior, not only as our soon coming King, but He has revealed Himself as our Healer. Our Healer. And this morning, that's where we're going there's ever a time that we need to see a healing revival here at Lakeside Assembly, it's right now. There's so many that are listening to me right now in the pew or live stream through the internet and you desperately need a healing touch from the Father, from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Right after this service, I'm racing to Flint to go to the hospital where my sister-in-law is having cancer surgery, colon cancer, and they'll be removing about a foot of her colon. Pray for Tammy Christ and her husband, my brother, pastors, Imlay City Assembly of God, Gateway Assembly of God. I'll be meeting up with my parents. My dad was just diagnosed on Wednesday with, with maculate degeneration of his eyes. And especially his left eye is going quickly. And the doctors can offer no hope. That's why we as a family, we within my immediate family and home, we as a church, we stand firm on the promise of Dr. Jesus. Hallelujah. And by his stripes, we are healed. I can't imagine a church, a Christianity, a walk with God without His healing touch. People have often asked me, wasn't healing just in the Bible, just in the Bible days? This morning I want to give a teaching word because I've been told by my voice doctor that I can't preach, but I need to just teach. You know I won't be obedient to that. I have had the other... We have three Sunday morning services, and I'm only preaching this one because it's my favorite. No, don't let that get out. But I've had pastors preach the other two services, and we're preaching this one as we give you seven reasons why this church believes that God still heals today. Are you ready to receive this word this morning? 
This word is an uplifting word. This word is a growth word. This word is something that I want your spiritual ears to perk up to. This might be the most important message that you have heard in a long time. I want you to allow your faith to extend itself that you will receive this morning as we confess the promises, the Word of God. I want you to extend your faith this morning and to receive as you believe. Don't just believe and then receive. I want you to receive this morning as you believe as we preach the Word God still heals today. Father, in the name of Jesus, come sweet Holy Spirit. And bring the miraculous even now as we have sung, Holy Spirit, thou art welcome in this place. Spirit of God, quicken mortal bodies even now this morning in the name of Jesus. Amen. God still heals today. First of all, we believe God still heals today because God has revealed himself as our healer. Think of the many names of God. They're called the redemptive names of God. Jehovah Shammah, the Lord ever-present. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord our provider. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord our banner, our victory. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord our peace. Jehovah Ra, the Lord my shepherd. Jehovah Tsiku, the Lord our righteousness. And number seven, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord our healer. Exodus 15, 26, God said, I am the Lord who heals you. I ask you, how can people accept all the other names, the redemptive names of God, for instance, Jehovah Jireh, and believe for his provision in their finances when they can't believe that he is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord our healer. It is noteworthy that God has especially chosen to reveal himself as a healing, wonder-working, miraculous God. Get a hold of that. When God was revealed in the flesh, he had the name of when God was revealed in the flesh, when God revealed himself in the flesh and walked our planet, he chose the name of Jesus. It is noteworthy that the number one miracle that God chose as he walked and talked as Jesus, what was the number one miracle that he chose to perform? He did four miracles of power over nature, like stilling the storm or walking on the water. He did two miracles of providing food and multiplying the loaves and fishes. He did one money miracle when he provided the coin in the fish's mouth. Did he ever provide shelter for people with a miracle uh, of providing houses and homes? No. Zero. Did he ever provide clothes upon their back? Clothing for their, 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 their walk-in closet? No. Zero. But how many miracles would you term healing miracles? There are more than 30 individual miraculous events recorded in the Gospels of your Bible. There are more than 20 mass healing events where he healed everyone that showed up, thousands of people all at once. Nearly one-fifth of the Gospels are devoted to Jesus' healing ministry. Out of 3,779 verses in the four Gospels, 727 specifically relate to divine healing, to his healing touch, healing of body, mind, soul, and spirit. People didn't come by the thousands to hear his teaching and preaching. They came to see and experience the miracle power of God on parade through the healing ministry of Jesus. 
God has revealed himself as a healing God, uh, the God of the Old Testament and the God of the New Testament in Jesus Christ. He healed the sick. He healed the diseased. He healed the blind. He healed the paralyzed. He healed the lame. He healed the lepers. He even interrupted a funeral procession and raised the dead son of a widow back to life. And he turned the funeral into a party. <laughs> the attention that the Bible devotes to Jesus' healing ministry is far greater than any other aspect of his ministry. Why would healing why would healing be the major focus of Jesus' ministry? Jesus answers that question. Jesus said, when you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Healing is at the heart of God the Father. Don't you dare, don't you dare, don't you dare ever say that healing is not the will of God. Hear me in this. What is the Father's business? Jesus said, I must be about my Father's business. What is the Father's business? It's the miracle business. It's the healing business. Jesus revealed the Father as a healer. Secondly, this morning, we believe God still heals today because the Bible reveals health and healing as God's will. If anyone wants to prove that God doesn't heal today, you won't find the proof in the Bible. I said you won't find it in the Bible. The Old Testament reveals health and healing are God's will. Deuteronomy 7 and 15. And the Lord will take away from thee all, all, all sickness. And God doesn't change his mind on health and healing in the New Testament. In the New Testament, we read in James 5, at the end of your Bible, is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. The Bible not only reveals God as our creator, but as the one who's able to repair and restore his creation. God's will for our bodies is also revealed in his original intention for our bodies. What was God's original intention for your body and my body? To live forever? To be immortal? To know no pain, no sickness, no death? Sickness and death, sickness and pain came with the curse. Sickness and pain came with sin. Satan is the author of sickness and pain. You will never, ever read in the Bible that sickness is the will of God. I challenge you, I dare you to find any verse in the Bible that says that sickness is the will of God. That's why I believe it's wrong to pray if it be thy will. Don't ever pray over someone who's sick if it be thy will. Over and over and over again, we can show, we can prove that health, healing, wholeness is the will of God. Listen, if you believe that it's God's will for you to be sick, don't you dare go to a doctor. Don't you dare take any medication or, or prescription pills. You just be sick. But if I believe that it's God's will for me to be healthy and whole, I'm going to go to the doctors, I'm going to take my pills, I'm going to utilize the surgery, but most of all, most of all, most of all, I'm going to stand upon the promises of God, which are yea and amen in Christ Jesus my Lord, and I'm going to believe and receive my health and my healing from my Lord of Lords and King of Kings. Amen. So where does sickness come from? Sickness does not, does not, does not come from God. All sickness is the result of Satan's work. The Bible is clear. He is the author. He is the author of sickness, disease, injury, death, and pain. Luke chapter 13 reports of a woman that was so bent. Please don't put the verse up until I call it. Uh, Luke 13 reports... Uh, of a woman that was so twisted and so bent 
with arthritis that Jesus reached up and touched her with his hand and pronounced healing over her body. And then he was criticized. Why was he criticized for healing her? Why was he criticized for making her whole? The Bible says that as he touched her and spoke a word of health and healing upon her, that she straightened up, she stood straight and tall for the first time in 18 years. But as Jesus healed her in the church of his day, can you imagine? The leader of that synagogue said, you have committed a terrible sin. You have worked on the Sabbath day. Then in Luke chapter 13, verse 16, Jesus said, is it wrong for me just because it is the Sabbath day to free this Jewish woman from the bondage in which who? Satan has held her for how many years? Eighteen years. If you want good theology, get theology from Jesus. Jesus is delineating here for us succinctly that Satan is the author of sickness, pain. He is the one that holds in bondage. He is the one that goes to God and asks for permission. He is the one who inflicted Job with sickness, with boils from head to foot. The devil, it'd be hopeless. There would be no, no hope whatsoever if it wasn't for 1 John 3 verse 8. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Hallelujah. I don't care how bad the bondage is. I don't care how terrible the enslavement is. Jesus destroys the works of the devil. Jesus said the thief comes to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Hallelujah. We believe, number three, God still heals today, not only because it's His will, but because He promises it to us. Get a hold of that. My God and your God is a promise keeper. I don't know of one promise that God has ever broken. You can't name one time that God ever broke a promise. Even when we have failed. Even when we have sinned. Think of it. Even because of, of Israel's rebellion. Even because Israel forsook her one and only lover. The lover of her soul. Jehovah God. God will keep his promises to Israel. Honey, sir, ma'am, for those of you that have heard a lie from old Slewfoot the devil who has whispered in your ear because of what you did 23 years ago, because of that secret sin, because God is mad at you, because God is unhappy with you, that's why you are suffering. Don't you, listen, don't you dare cave in to that or listen to that you take your stand upon the promises of God his grace is greater than all of our sins God never determines our future by our past hear me in this it's old slew foot that you need a remind of his future he is the defeated foe he should be in the corner having a Maalox moment and calling 911 hallelujah only Jesus is the king of kings and the lord of lords take your stand against old devil old enemy old slew foot and you tell him that your Jesus is greater because greater is he that's within you than he that's within this world hallelujah amen don't you dare go that direction God keeps his promises even despite our failings even despite our sinful past I want you to know that if you have put that sin, if you have put that failing under the blood, if you've received grace, amen, you've got a clean slate. There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. If anyone is in Christ Jesus, they are a brand new person, a brand new creation. 
A poor European was on a transatlantic journey. He had brought with him his crackers and cheese. He had brought with him all of the food that he could bring on board. But after a while, his cracker and cheese breakfast, his cracker and cheese lunch, his cracker and cheese supper, it got pretty boring. And he watched the other passengers consuming their buffet, enjoying all the gastronomical delights of the cuisine of that transatlantic cruise. And he finally went up to the chief steward and said, could I pay a little extra to enjoy the daily buffet that the rest of the passengers are enjoying? The steward took one look at him and said, do you have a ticket? The man pulled out the ticket. He said, yes, I've got a ticket. The steward began laughing and saying, don't you realize all of your meals, all of the buffets, all of the desserts, all of the cuisine, it's included in your ticket. I counsel with and I minister with Christians all the time that don't understand. They're not keenly aware of all the benefits, all the promises that are included in the ticket called being a follower of Jesus Christ. Honey, sir, ma'am, I want to reiterate the promises of God this morning. Exodus 23, verse 25. Worship the Lord your God and His blessing will be on your food and your water. I will take away sickness from among you. The Lord sustains them on their sick bed. Psalms 41, 33. And restores them from their bed of illness. Psalms 103. Do you have your faith antenna reaching up right now? I want you to reach out you that are sick this morning amen he sent his word to heal them psalms 103 let all that i am praise the lord may i never forget the good things he does for me he forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases psalms 107 20 he sent out his word he's doing it right now and healed them, snatching them from the door of death. God can heal you right now as the preaching is going on. Even there in the pew, Mark 16, 17, these miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. They will cast out demons in my name. They will speak in new languages. They will be able to place their hands on the sick and they will be healed. 1 Corinthians 12, 9, the same spirit gives great faith to another and to someone else the one spirit gives the gift of healing now remember what the Bible teaches about the promises of God remember what the Bible teaches about the promises of God I want you to consider these verses that are up on the screen John 3 22 and we will receive from him whatever we ask because we obey him and do the things that please him Luke eleven twenty four. I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you pray that you received it, it will be yours. Philippians 4, 19. My God shall supply all of your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians 1, 20. For all the promises of God in him are yes and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. Now, in an apologetic manner, in a defense of the faith manner. For those of you that don't believe that God is still in the healing business today, I would say to you, so then, considering these verses, considering these promises, we receive whatever we ask, except healing for our bodies. We can pray for everything and receive it as we believe it, except healing. Are you saying that God shall supply all of our need except divine healing? Are you saying that all the promises of God are, are yes in Christ Jesus except healing? Everything except healing? Honey, sir, ma'am, young person, no, 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 a thousand times no. God is still in the miracle business. <laughs> Hallelujah. Fourthly, we believe God still heals today because Jesus paid it all. <laughs> I said he paid it all. <laughs> he didn't pay 90% or 95%. He paid it all. He paid for our healing in his sacrificial death on the cross. 
Consider with me Isaiah 53, verse 4. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. Many of you know that I went to cemetery. I mean seminary, but they're both pretty close. And I came against quite a bit of liberal teaching because I didn't want to be spoon-fed. Okay? There's something that rises in me. I'm not going to be spoon-fed by your liberal teaching. I'm going to check it out. I'm, I'm going to challenge you. And, and, and they taught in seminary that when we say, by his stripes we are healed, that all of Isaiah chapter 53, all of Isaiah 53, which is the most major prophetic chapter in the Old Testament concerning the coming Messiah, that it all deals with spiritual healing and not physical healing. In class, I had them turn to Matthew chapter 8, verse 16. You'll know why I didn't get an A in that class. Matthew 8, verse 16, that evening, several demon-possessed people were brought to Jesus, and when he spoke a single word, all the demons fled, and all the sick were healed. This fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. Turn the screen. Next slide. Where Isaiah said, He took our sicknesses and bore our diseases. Isaiah 53, 4. Well, they ask, well, why doesn't Matthew uh, cite by his stripes we are healed from Isaiah 53 the next verse verse 5 because Jesus hadn't been crucified yet Matthew is recording his earthly ministry of healing before the crucifixion it wasn't until after the death of Jesus upon the cross that the apostle Peter was able to proclaim the fulfillment of Isaiah's prophecy and the apostle Peter wrote Give it to me on the slide, 1 Peter 2. By whose stripes you were healed. There it is. There it is. There it is. Isaiah looks forward in time and says, By his stripes you are healed. Peter looks back after the crucifixion and says, by his stripes you were healed. Hallelujah. All that you need in divine healing. All that you need in a restorative touch for body, mind, soul, and spirit was taken care of in the atoning work of Jesus Christ. From his whipping post to the nails that were uh, uh, pounded into his hands and to his feet upon the cross. Remember, the enemy has no right to lay upon you that which has already been laid upon Jesus at the cross. He paid it all. He bore it all. He took it all to the cross. He was forsaken that you might be accepted. He was, was made poor that you might be made rich. He died that you might live. He bore our pain, our sicknesses, our diseases that we might be made whole. There it is. Number five, we believe God still heals today because the same Holy Spirit who anointed Jesus with healing power is still in His church. He's still in His church. Jesus never performed one miracle according to His divinity Every miracle, every healing that Jesus performed, he performed it not according to his divinity 
as the Son of God, he performed it according to his anointing. And his anointing came through who? Luke 4, 18, Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for He has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released. He has anointed me so that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. Everything that Jesus did was through the power and the person and the presence of the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, so that you and I might enjoy this same ministry, so that we might as well move out in the healing ministry and lay hands upon the sick that they might recover because the same Spirit that empowered Jesus can empower you and I. No wonder Jesus said, greater works shall you do in my name. In my name you shall do it. The same Holy Spirit has been poured out upon the church and he is still in his church as we experienced this morning as the choir, as the praise team all sang together as the congregation, as we all sang as one. Holy Spirit, thou art welcome in this place the Holy Spirit is here right now and you don't even need a pastor or an elder to touch you with their hands the Holy Spirit can upon you right in the pew and breathe upon you and resurrect health in your body in your physical person Jesus said that the Holy Spirit would be the paraclete. Jesus said the Holy Spirit would be someone just like himself. That's what paraclete means. The Holy Spirit who is among us at every service. That's why it's important to praise and to worship Jesus. The Holy Spirit comes in that type of environment. And the Holy Spirit, who is the paraclete, meaning just like Jesus, comes to heal, to restore, to deliver, to strengthen, hallelujah, to breathe upon us. God breathed into clay and formed man as a living soul. And the Holy Spirit breathes today to give you new health, new life, uh, new joy for the road ahead. Romans 8, 11, and the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you. He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also, what? Quicken. How many of you need a quickening this morning? Some of you are having a hard time sitting in the pew because of lower back pain. Some of you are dealing with migraine headaches. Some of you got a bad diagnosis from the doctor this past week. And the Spirit of God wants to quicken, quicken your body. What was it that took the dead body of Jesus and quickened it? With resurrection power, my Bible and your Bible promises that same quickening for you this morning that you might be able to walk and talk with shoulders square and move in restoration health and wholeness for the glory of God. The glory of God. Number six, we believe in divine healing because Scripture commands it. The Bible commands it. We believe in divine healing because Jesus has commanded his followers to heal. Luke 9, 1. One day Jesus called together his 12 disciples and gave them power and authority to cast out all demons and to heal all diseases. Then he sent them out to tell everyone about the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Those were the 12 disciples. Now look at Luke 10. The Lord now chose 72 other disciples. Are you a disciple of Jesus Christ? I hope so. Disciple means follower. The best definition for a Christian, a true Bible Christian, is a Christ follower. 
Are you a Christ follower? 72 Christ followers, and he sent them ahead in pairs to all the towns and places he planned to visit. Look at his marching orders. Heal the sick and tell them the kingdom of God is near you now. Healing of the sick, you see, is not limited to Jesus, the prophets, the apostles, the disciples, uh, the elders of the church, or the deacons of the church who all healed in the Bible. Jesus said in Mark 16, every Christian should expect the healing ministry. And these signs will follow those who believe. How many believers do we have here this morning? Well, these signs should follow you. Who believe in my name, they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Now listen, let's be frank here this morning. Let's have a heart to heart. I don't claim to understand everything when it comes to divine healing. When it comes to divine healing, I don't know why some are healed and some are not. I just trust and obey the word of the Lord. I do not, as a pastor, well, let me put it on the same grounds, as a Christian, I don't believe and pray for healing because everyone I pray for is healed. I don't operate by, if I see it, I will believe it. So let me say it again. I don't believe for healing and I don't pray for healing because everybody I pray for gets healed. I believe for healing. I pray for healing. I expect healing. Not because everybody's healed. I expect healing because I'm commanded to expect it. I'm commanded to believe for it. I'm commanded to pray for it. I'm under marching orders and so are you. So therefore, we lay hands upon the sick. We pray in the name of Jesus. We expect healing. We expect the miraculous. And then we leave it in the hands of a sovereign God. We leave it in God's hands. We're able to say, God, I've done what you've asked. I have believed. I've expected. I've anointed with oil. I've laid hands upon the sick. I've prayed in the name of Jesus. Now, God, you're on the throne. You're in control. My God reigns. It's in your hands. Do you understand that? I'm giving you good teaching this morning. I hope you're devouring it. <laughs> I hope you're not walking amiss or in confusion. You're getting good Bible teaching this morning. This is the thrust of James 5.14. Is anyone among you that's sick? Let him or her call for the elders. There's some of you that I know are sick this morning. I'm talking physically. I know you're struggling with something. And I could come down to you and pray over you. But what does the Bible say? You're to exercise faith. The Bible says, let him or her call for the elders. You're to exercise faith. You're to step out of the boat and walk on water. And call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil of the Lord and the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. How do we pray the prayer of faith? What is the prayer of faith? The prayer of faith is praying in the name of Jesus. When you pray, now listen to me in this, when you pray in the name of Jesus, you are never ever a praying according to your will or someone else's will. When you exercise the authoritative prayer language of praying in the name of Jesus, you are literally praying according to God's kingdom will in this matter, in this situation. So when I pray in the name of Jesus over you, I'm praying God's will to be exercised and exemplified in your life, demonstrated in your person. This kind of praying is always answered. Always answered. 
God has his own timing. God has his own methodology. God has his own ways. God can heal you instantaneously. God can heal you progressively. God can heal you supernaturally. God can heal you through a doctor. Because that doctor's talent, that doctor's ability, the prescription medications that are based upon some plant in the Amazon, where did it all come from? All of it comes from God one way or another. My Bible says that every good gift comes from above. Do you hear me in this? I leave it with God. When you pray in the name of Jesus, you pray with compassion. You pray with sensitivity. You pray with faith. You pray with expectation, believing and receiving God's perfect will for that one. And His perfect will is always health, restoration, and healing. God is going to heal them one way or another in this life or the life to come with a perfect healing. We pray God's kingdom will. Our part is to trust God. Our part is to stand upon His promises. Our part is to boldly speak to that spirit of infirmity because that's what it is. In the name of Jesus, don't ask the storm to stop. Command it to stop. Don't ask the cancer to leave. Order it to leave. When demonic oppression is evident, don't negotiate. Uh, in the name of Jesus, order that spirit of infirmity to flee. Get out of here. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> Lastly this morning, write it down with me. We believe God still heals today because He's our unchanging God. From Genesis to Revelation, our God is a God of miracles. On creation morning, He spoke the universe and all of existence into being. The world, the world, do you know that the world for most of history believed and subscribed to the steady state theory? Do you know that most of high school science, when my grandfather and my dad was going to school, they believe the steady state uh, theory that the universe has always been. It's not until our generation that we've caught up with God who spoke it, and they call it the Big Bang. But we know that it's all about God speaking the universe into being, God forming the heavens and the earth, God saying, let there be light. He picked up a scoop of dirt, and he breathed on it, and man became a living soul. With ten miraculous plagues, he humbled the mightiest empire of that day, Egypt, and brought down their gods. He led his people across the Red Sea. The Red sea. He led them across dry ground. And my Bible says, and your Bible says, that our God made a way where there seemed to be no way. He protected his people and he drowned all of Pharaoh's army who sought the same direction. He brought them to Jericho's walls and with a shout of faith, that's all that God needs, time and time again. All he needs is a shout of expectation. All he needs is a shout of faith to come from you and he can bring down the stronghold. He can bring down Jericho's walls. Hallelujah. He made the sun stand still for Joshua. And my God, my God, the God of miracles, he was the fourth person in the fiery furnace on that day. Hallelujah. Remember when the king, he looked in the fiery furnace where he had threw the three teenage uh, Hebrew young men. He threw them in there because they said, we would rather burn than bow. <laughs> they refused to bow to the king's golden image they were thrown into the fiery furnace and the king says I see Shadrach I see Meshach I, I see Abednego but there's a fourth man in the furnace who looks like the son of God hallelujah God was right there with them in their fiery furnace. It tells me that the presence of God is experienced even more powerfully when you're going through the fire, when you're going through the flood than at other times. He's the God of the miraculous. When God shows up and visits our planet as Jesus of Nazareth, hallelujah, uh, in the New Testament, the Gospels reveal our God as healing the lame and causing them to walk, causing the blind to see, cleansing the lepers, speaking a word and demons screaming out in terror, and even raising the dead. He's a God of miracles. He is the Lord, hallelujah. 
who healed everybody and everything. The Gospels say that Jesus could heal those nearby and those at a distance. Sometimes he commanded it. Sometimes he touched a person. Other times he was touched. And this morning, you need to reach out and touch the hem of his garment. And once my Jesus even spit on some clay and formed it into some mud, you talk about mud in your eye, he put mud in the blind man's eyes and the blind man could see. Don't put God in a box. He always healed in different ways at different times, but he healed everybody. He healed everything. And the Bible never gives any indication of our God changing. In fact, it stresses that he's unchanging. Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. In Malachi, he is the God who reveals himself as, I am the Lord thy God, and I change not. What does it all add up to? God is still in the healing business. So this morning, let your confession be, Lord, I know that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. Lord, I know you're still in the healing business. Lord, I know that my God still heals today. Heals today. Do you believe it? Do you really believe it? Or are you one of those that needs evidence? Well, I'll give you some evidence. Doug Revitzer, where are you? There you go. There's Doug over there. Say hi, Doug. <laughs> you can sit down, Doug. I bless you. Hey, buddy. I tried calling you last night, but said the phone number's disconnected. You must have one of those lights that it's pastor calling. So I found out about you by calling Pastor Hal and calling Don Wagi. Yeah. It was two weeks ago. Three Sundays ago. Two weeks ago. Yes. You know, I didn't even recognize that was your wife sitting next to you. I, I didn't even know. And I didn't even know the situation. Dee Revitzer, Doug's wife, was complaining over a period of time about terrible stomach pains, weakness, fragility in her body, her physical system. She went and got checked out, had a CAT scan. This was not subjective, this was totally objective. Received a CAT scan, which revealed a huge mass in her stomach. Cancer. Stomach cancer. The doctors told her, D, you have six months to live. Get your affairs in order. The choir has been praying. I didn't even know anything about this. The choir has been praying. Listen, I don't care if you can sing. As long as you can smile. That is a ministry you need to, to be a part of. <laughs> They're like a congregation. They really care and share and bear with one another. They've been praying three Sundays ago. The Holy Spirit moved in just a marvelous way in our midst. And it was one of those services that we were just welcoming the Holy Spirit to breathe upon us. And I just invited people to come down to the altar that, that, that have needs, that, that, that need to be prayed over. And one of the last ones to come were Doug and Dee Revitzer. Six months to live. Pastor Hal anointed with oil. Don Waggy came and laid hands upon D. Joe Leone laid hands upon D. That week, that week, that week, she went and had a second 
CAT scan and no mass, no cancer can be found. The doctors are amazed. The doctors are amazed. You ask me, does our God change? You ask me, is healing only for the Bible? My response to you is this. God still heals today. He's still in the miracle business. He's still in the healing business. He's a good God. <laughs> Reach out to Him. As He's passing by, stand with me this morning. Do you need healing? Do you need a miracle this morning? This is the place you need to be. I know we've gone a little longer this morning. If you need to leave, God bless you. Go with God. I love you. And so does He. But if you need a miracle here this morning, this is the place that you need to be. If you need Jesus to be your Savior, I'm going to ask you to come as well. And let us know. You're going to have to let us know. I need Jesus as my Savior. That's the greatest healing of all. That's the greatest miracle of all this morning. But I'm going to ask you this. Here's a tidbit, a counsel. Don't seek healing. Seek the healer. Don't seek healing. Seek the healer. And watch what God will do who still heals today. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray a blessing upon this congregation. I pray the grace of the Father, the love of the Son, Christ Jesus, and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit. Bless those who must leave, who must go. But Lord, those that seek a miracle, those that need a healing touch, even right now, let faith arise <laughs> and take hold of the promises of God. Heads are bowed this morning. How many need a miracle? How many need a healing touch from God? Your miracle, your healing is waiting for you here. As the elders come, as the deacons come, as the pastors come, and as the pastors and the elders anoint with oil, come, even right now, and receive your healing touch. Come, come, come.